0: as promised from the previous episode let's check out what's an ideal dream dish here we go speaking of like currently do you have like any uh foods that you want to cook that you want to challenge but you haven't done it before yeah
1: Gotta be croissant. Uh big croissant? Oh croissant. Yeah. Uh, It's 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 so it's so it looks simple, but it's not. Like the process behind it is just hours and hours of process. I do wanna challenge myself to do it, but do I really wanna challenge myself to do it? Not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I don't. I'm not sure if I'm. Uh, I have that time of the day. <laughs>
0: yeah. So if, if technically speaking, which part of make which part of making the croissant is the hardest for you? Like, what makes it so challenging for you?
1: So you have to be with the measurement; it has to be exact, and then the th- Like for example, the fold the fold of the croissant has to be like how many layers do you want it to be and the texture of the dough as well and the butter like do you want to mold your own butter or are you going to buy pre-made like square butter like there's and also you have to wait a long time
0: for it so, yeah 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 so yeah it looks it looks delicious and it looks simple but it's actually not yeah yeah this yeah, is I- thing I didn't realise I really thought that Croissant is just like any other bricks out there, where it takes only a few hours to complete, but it's not. Okay, <laughs> so speaking of the measurements, right, there's a saying goes like, those really professional cooks, they don't actually measure their all the, all the compositions accordingly, to be too scientific with their measurements. Instead, they just use their six sense to to, you know, uh, mix everything up. So, is this true, or do you think that this is just a this is just a marketing thing or something? Um,
1: if you want to talk about, I mean, I'm no professional. Please yeah. correct <laughs> me if I'm yeah. wrong. But based of uh, based of experience, mm-hmm. when it comes to cooking, then yes, you you can be free with it. Like, there's no, I mean, like there is measurements, but you can eyeball it. That which is why I prefer cooking, but when it comes to baking pastries, uh, pastries and cakes or whatever, whatnot, like anything that involves baking, I'm pretty sure you have to be exact because even my executive cha- chefs in Grand Hyatt they all use measurements. They may not use cups; they don't use cups measurements, but they use um, they 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 weigh their stuff. With grams, kilograms, and kilos, uh, so there's a truth behind that, but also not really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think it really goes down to how who 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 you are making the food for.
2: Mm, because
0: yeah, like that, it's not worth risking like risking the food to for your customers, right? But I mean, if for for casual purposes, I think that should be fine. Yeah.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: All right. Interesting. I guess.
2: Seeing the bakery shops, right, and also uh, maybe restaurants, they're expanding quite fast because uh, due to they have more and more branches. Do you think that there's a certain way to maintain the quality of food or pastries while expanding their business? Like, how do they? How would you balance between uh, the how do you prioritize between the customers' preferences or like your own set of quality standards for your food or Mm, when it comes to preferences,
1: I my personal belief is you can't please everyone preferences. Uh, but quality standard is definitely very very important because uh, let's say you are making croissant, right? Uh, yes, for sure you can use the affordable and cheap butter to make croissant, but the outcome will not be the same and let's take another example chocolate if you want to make a chocolate cake yes you can use like the cheap chocolate you can uh, that you buy from the supermarket but again the taste the outcome will be different if you use um chocolate the one from belgium so um i guess it's important for companies to have like a team, uh, personal teams to check their quality standards, like in Grand Hyatt they do have that team that comes in daily just to check like I guess doing the right thing, I guess using the right ingredients or I guess um, like keeping up with your hygiene and stuff like that. Yeah. But as for preferences, uh, there's not much, I mean like yes we can please we a lot of people Preferences, but we can't list
2: everyone's preferences. Yeah. So have frequent quality controls check, and also, um, would you actually carry out some market research, like expanding your food uh range, to uh to be updated to their customers' uh, preferences? You mm-hmm. were right. Yeah. To so expand like your uh, the customer base, uh-huh. like different different stages.
1: That's a good question. Uh, I guess, yes, if you, you're you like a, a startup companies, and you can ask people what they like and what they don't, what they want for this season. But as for bigger corporation, uh, I think it'll be harder for them to do uh, that market research. But rather, what they would do is do research among their, themselves, between the chefs, like do the, Uh, Yeah, do the research amongst themselves, but as for a smaller company, then yes, you can go out and ask the public, Hey, like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Yeah, but one thing I wanted to say is trend die. They don't uh, last, uh, like we had this bubble tea trend and it was Mm -hmm. going on for a while and every single food company, every single restaurant were coming out with with their own um, boba, and stuff, but they die in the end, so it's important for you to have something unique and not just follow the trend <coughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: like your signature dish. Yep, definitely. Like, for example, in uh, Grand Hayat, we have 38 signature cake. Um, if you guys have a chance, like, ever have a chance to go to 38, uh, you guys should try the 38 signature cake. It's something else, <laughs> like, out of this world.
2: Is <laughs> <laughs> it chocolate or...?
1: Uh... Yeah, it's a chocolate mousse cake. Okay,
2: yeah. yeah, definitely on my bucket list now. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> moving on to... That's enough for the technical questions. Moving on to something more sentimental. <laughs> May I know what's the, the hardest, like, hardship that hit you through throughout your uh, culinary or pastry journey? Um,
1: through my pastry journey, it was definitely starting up, buying the, the ingredients, pre, um, designing everything by myself, and delivering everything by myself, like doing it single, like on my own. It felt like too much. It felt like nobody's there to help me you know uh but yes the hardest the hardest part was definitely starting up and the fear of like what if like this don't work out what if nobody buys for me and but thank god uh, the what if did not happen and uh, yeah it was just me
2: overthinking (laughs) yeah Mm. So uh, by that t- at that time, did your family or friends help you, like support you by uh, making large orders or something or promoting on their like social media pages? Because I remember promoting for you too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, my family and friends definitely helped me a lot. Uh, by sharing with their friends, by buying, by placing orders, by spreading the words, which I'm really, really, really grateful for. And Mini was one of the people that helped me with promotion. So thank you so much for that. And I'm fortunate enough to have people around me that shows me constant
2: support and love. So yeah, yeah, they do help. You also have got like, what's the largest packs? orders that you've received? Uh, my largest pack
1: order was last year Christmas. It was from one of my cost, returning customers. Um, she placed an order of 156, like to 160 packs of shepherd's pie and I had to do that on my own. I mean, my parents helped. But mostly on my own, and I had to deliver it as well. And yeah, that was my largest. Yeah.
2: Can't imagine how long it took you to finish the order. <laughs>
1: yeah, it took me, if I'm not mistaken, uh, three days, like uh, including preparations, including deliveries and stuff. Yeah.
0: Actually, uh, have you ever felt both? of making, of cooking, like, to a point where you are, I know you are so, you are very passionate yeah. about cooking, right? But have you ever felt, don't, like, so too daunting for you, to a point where you have the thought of give, giving up, that pops up in your mind, because of some hardships, or because of some harsh um, comments given by your friends, or given by other strangers? Have you
1: ever mm. experienced that? Uh, feeling like quitting? No. But feeling sad and disappointed in myself? Yes. Uh, because I do that purposely to myself. I would ask my customers, Hey, what's your honest thoughts on my food? Like be brutally honest. Be as mean as Gordon or MC if you have to because I do genuinely want to improve my recipe because it would be ignorant of me to think that my recipe is perfect because obviously it's not. Mm. But yeah, I've uh, never felt like quitting, but I do feel disappointed in myself. Like I always feel like there's room for improvements, but yeah.
0: Do you have any friends or families that you want to appreciate for for being with you all this time until you achieve who you are currently,
1: uh, I do want to appreciate my family. Obviously, my sisters, my mom, my dad, my brother, Min Yi as well for sticking out with me. Uh and I do want to appreciate one one customer in particular, Mrs. Lee. Um, she she was the one that placed the huge order, the 160 pack order. She she's she's the definition of a gift from God. When she placed that huge order, I was actually in a financial hardships that uh, I was going through and I really needed money during that time. I was like God make way please like send someone like I need money right now and like it was really really sudden she texted me like hey can you make these orders for me I'm planning to give it uh, give give um, orphans some food and I I said yes and not only she paid me the whole price of the food that she ordered but she also gave me a huge amount of tips she paid like two thousand five hundred, and it was way more than the real price of the food that she was um, buying. And I was so in awe at how God was working, because I like two thousand five hundred is is like uh, is higher than our minimum wage salary, and I was just like thankful for that. I really appreciate her kind gesture for doing that
2: yeah do you trust law of attraction law
1: of attraction uh well kind of yeah like you attract what
2: you I mean like you attract yeah I guess that you attract Mr. is it Mrs C Mrs Lee Yes C uh you track his Oh, sorry, her help, her generosity, because you're working so hard for what you're trying to aim for, like financial wise. And then you just got, you checked the frequency, your frequency of working hard attracted her and it just kind of helped in your way. So, in, in a sense, it's your own effort that's trying to help, that that help yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Uh, just curious, right? To like attract more customers to buy the cook that, uh, to buy the food that you cook, right? Do you like do dressings on your food, like special dressing to attract more customers to buy it?
1: Dressing as in. Uh,
0: like, like how do you say this? Huh? Packaging, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Hmm. Um. Honestly uh not really i'm not i wasn't the when i started this business it was before grand Hyatt, so i wasn't the best with plating i wasn't the best with um creative stuff but what i did was to attract customers was i used the instagram advertisement so i paid for the advertising and stuff a friend of mine um Helped promote it, uh, side YB Syed Sadiq. He helped pro- promote it on his Instagram and Twitter, so that attracted a lot of customers from his side as well. But in terms of plating, I wasn't the best to be honest. Yeah, yeah,
0: but then do you learn it during your pastry, uh, like lessons and stuff?
1: Mm, yeah. I definitely learned a lot from Grand Hyatt working firsthand how to plate um, stuff but uh, the plating that I learned from Grand Hyatt is no way related to what
2: I'm selling but yeah,
1: yeah I see.
2: Apart from generosity from the customers have you ever had anyone who doubts your the quality of food or just, anyone in particular that doubted that you couldn't make a success of what you started?
1: Mm, Anyone? Anyone? Myself. (laughs) 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 I'm thankful to have supportive friends and family around me, but not thankful that I have myself that always uh, doubt myself, which is something that I have to work on but yeah i doubted myself but yeah i'm working on it yeah but in terms of other people no not really because yeah people around me are very supportive
0: did you tend did you tend to overthink a lot
1: yes (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) uh it, it keeps me up at night like oh my gosh like what what am i gonna do in five years if i don't succeed what am i gonna do blah 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 but yeah i tend to overthink a lot um but when i do overthink i will just try to shut it out pray and yeah
0: yeah i mean it's very important to have someone to listen to all your all, all, your, all your thoughts in your mind right? mm-hmm.
2: very very important yeah <clears throat> maybe you can try not to be that harsh on yourself like if you like you're treating like you're over, for example, uh, you're me. I mean, I'm you, and then I'm overthinking and then I'm just being harsh on myself. But if you take yourself out of your own perspective from a third person, mm-hmm. and you'll be like, why would she treat herself that harsh? Why is she treat her own self like that? So sometimes it might be harming to your mental health like that, but constant, let's say, uh, if you're seeking for constant improvisation then that's okay but not about um doubting yourself (laughs) when your friends are so supportive of yourself yeah Mm. if you doubt yourself how can others be supportive of you of your business or whatever you're trying to do yeah
1: that's so good yeah that's amazing amazing.
2: don't be (laughs) so
0: (laughs) no
1: (laughs) my my motto is like fake it till you make it um, if people don't know me, they would think I have everything together. But no, I don't. I just fake it. <laughs> I just portray that I have everything together when I don't. <laughs> yeah, but it's a it's a learning process, and um yeah, that's a really great advice, you, Thank you.
2: It's not an advice; just a sharing. <laughs> yeah, but still appreciate it. Uh, one ask: like, how do you de- how do you define success? and how far you, are, you think you are away from uh, where you want to be. I define success through being
1: financially free um, without having to worry about anything financial related. And how far, very far, I have a long way to go. Um, and it will take a while, but yeah, working on it one step at a time. And also, I define success by being happy. And people say money can't buy happiness. What are you talking about? What are you on? Uh, (laughs) Like, honestly, you need money to survive. You need money to pay rent. You need money for food. Like, you say money can't buy happiness. How are you supposed to be happy without food? How are you supposed to be happy without basic necessities and by? basic necessities you need
2: money
0: for it. Even just like a little bit, it still needs money. Yeah. So the level of wealth that you're talking about is just to the extent of sufficing your basic needs or to the point where you want to live a sumptuous life. Like you have all the most expensive things in the world. Is that to that is it to that extent or Just want a basic life where, a fulfilling and basic life that gets you through the day with no hassle.
1: Mm, I wouldn't say to an extent where I live a super luxurious life, where I go to Dubai just to eat dinner. Not (laughs) to that extent, but I do want to be financially free enough to support myself, my family, and giving back to others like because I'm a person who I love treating my friends and yeah I I yeah so I need yeah until only until that extent yeah I don't I, I don't need like a super luxurious life like super super rich Kim Kardashian level I just need to be free enough for for
0: stuff that, like, for myself and my family and my friends. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very really good. I mean, sometimes money just lies, us,
2: right? Mm, yeah,
0: I, yeah.
2: At, I, that time when you reach where you want to be, like, you're able to uh, suffice, if you're able to put out with yourself and then your family, you're treating your friends. Is there any more other stuff apart from all of this you want to achieve? Like, you go into, like, what did you just now, political sign? <laughs> oh, um, uh,
1: political sign, um, it's definitely still in my mind because I want to be, oh my gosh, it's gonna sound so cliché and I'm so sorry, I want to be part of change. And I don't know if you know this, but Undi 18 is currently suing the Malaysian yeah. government for not allowing young people to vote and it still saddens me till this day that young people here don't have much voice to do stuff. Um, But, um, that, that was out of topic, I'm sorry. But I definitely want to... Oh my gosh. Make a change. Yeah, make a change and buy a house somewhere, somewhere relaxing like Bali or something and like because it's my parents dreams to like move there and retire there so I want to make that happen for
2: them. Yeah, daughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, This is some extra question. Uh, uh, what kind of motivation or inspiration you wish to provide to our audience?
1: never never doubt yourself don't be too harsh on yourself i'm speaking to myself right now so if you are if you are going through some uh, period of self-doubt if you are really lost if you are ever feeling like hey nobody's nobody really loves me if you feel unloved you, you don't feel belonged know that they are all lies in your head it's not real it's only real in your head so you gotta get out of that thought process and I know it's hard I know it's easier said than done but one step at a, one step at a time uh, you gotta start by loving yourself and sometimes it uh These things can look like not showering for a day and some people will think you're unhygienic, but to be honest, it's just, they are going through some mental health problems. Like you don't judge people for not, like call, call people lazy for not doing that. It's just a sign that they need help. And yeah, just be kinder to yourself. And you get through it. Like in five years, you'll think back like, hey, oh my gosh, I worried about that, what the heck? It was nothing. Gosh! <laughs> yeah, be kinder to yourself. Love
0: yourself, and know so, that you're enough. Lo- yeah. So, so do you care about the comments given by others? Like, for example, you are you are doing the culinary thing in your own style. That you have a guidance for yourself, but somehow some of the people whom you are close with are, are giving harsh comments on all your things. So are you are you willing to accept their comments to change yourself or do you still want to have a faith in your own own style of making things and go on with it? Um even if- though you are pretty sure that whatever you're doing is right, but you just tend to doubt it. But you you are, you are pretty sure. So so it creates a dilemma for you. So if in this case, what are you going to do? Mm,
1: If it's a lot of people saying the same thing and it's not just one people, then yes. No matter how much you think you're right, sometimes it's just you and your head. (laughs) You can't be right all the time. But if it's just one person criticizing you and the other people saying um, that you're doing great, then keep on doing what, what you're doing. But if everyone else, like if it's more than more than, um, let's say, two people saying the same thing, like, hey, maybe you should change this up. But at the same time, you feel like, hey, I'm no, I'm doing this right. Like, why are they saying these things? Then at that point, you're just being ignorant. You're not willing to learn. You're not willing for change. And that is something that you, that is an attitude that you shouldn't have. You should always be willing for change, willing to grow and willing to accept uh, criticism from people.
0: So what if you were told by someone that oh the like just uh you mentioned that you like the fusions of Western Malaysia food, something right? So what if someone told you that this kind of method has no future and you have to change to something else instead, which you have no interest in, but it has it might have a bigger field of audience, like bigger field of customers who are who are after those kind of food. So How would you do, like, how would you juggle between these two? Will you go for your own passions or will you cope yourself with with what the market wants and doing something that you are not really for, like, you are not really interested in?
1: I would definitely, if that's the case, I would definitely go for what I'm passionate about because, like I said, I can't please everyone's preferences And this is at the end of the day, this is my idea, and I believe there is gonna be a market for it, even though it's not going to be as huge as the other market. But I will find my people, the word will spread on its own, and maybe be a trendsetter. Like the market is not big enough yet because there's no trendsetter yet. So maybe I could be a trendsetter for this, um, East Malaysian plus Western cuisines,
0: Mm. yeah. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. For me, if I were you, I think I would do the same thing. Like, mm. Don't be judged by others, right? It is yeah. so so miserable to live by others. Yeah,
2: what oh, others think of is it not is none of them none of your concern, man. <laughs> <but> like <laughs> what you're doing, definitely achieve what it, you it, try to where you try to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't please everyone. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, one more, one last extra question Mhm Something fun, uh, just like a something fun If you were to be a movie character Oh <laughs> Which character would you be? A movie? Does it have to be a movie? Can it be a show? It can be a show or any, uh, just any character Okay Do you guys watch Riverdale? Uh, no, not, sorry,
1: Rock show Again, cut that Do you guys watch um, Lucifer?
0: heard about it? Heard about uh, it, it
1: yeah, on Netflix. On Netflix, about uh, Lucifer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really want to be Ella, one of the detective. She's really funny, but at the same time, I really want to be Chloe Decker as well, which is uh, not gonna spoil a lot, but Chloe Decker is something, as someone important to Lucifer she is the uh, the change that lucifer needs so chloe decker definitely and also gina from brooklyn 99 yeah i love gina she's funny yeah and she doesn't care about what people think and she just does her own things and personality just stands out like yeah Uh
0: Like I really assume this kind of people. They just do your own and give no shit to yeah. <laughs> like, like, just... like, like sometimes I I can't even like yeah. do it, to be honest. Like maybe it's the way we we were educated, like we have to please everyone, we have to follow the social norms and what which are all I mean in certain sense it's correct, but in the long term it's it's, it's just miserable, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, we, in in school, we are taught to uh, act certain ways and not encouraged to talk about politics, not encouraged to be involved in certain things. And I just think it hinders the growth of like the students. Yeah. It hinders our growth. I mean, I learned about a lot of stuff quite late in life because of the way we were taught in schools.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, education system definitely plays a role in um, who we are right now.
2: Yeah.
0: Our culture, education, our background, a lot of things, are, a lot of things need to be factored in.
1: Yeah, and yeah. In, in schools, like, uh, people in schools are normalizing a lot of um, uh, racial slurs, and the, the K-word, you know, the um, s this word, it's it's all normalised in schools and even I wasn't aware that it was a uh, racial stuff, Like, that was how bad our awareness were in terms of racism, that I didn't know the K word was actually a racial stuff Yeah. Yeah, I
0: think... I think, let's finger-cross for a better future, I guess.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs> to that. To achieve that, I guess, what we can do is to educate each other and share share our knowledge about it share awareness about it Mm yep when kai have anything else to ask
0: no currently no. yeah
2: okay if not um that will be uh the end of our podcast for today i just want to say thank you again slina you definitely taught us a lot about Pastries, culinary arts. Today, like it's not just what we think it we perceive it to be. It's not that easy. Like a simple dish of croissant has a lot of layers to go through, and you making the orders. It takes you three days to make 150 packs. And all that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I really appreciate so, it.
0: I mean, I I really learned a lot from you, man. Like. Mm.
1: The,
0: the life goals that you have the mindsets that you yeah. possess yeah. to do things then that's, that's not something easy to achieve mm-hmm. i think i i definitely have a long way to go before i get be, like to be who, who i want obviously. yeah yeah one step at a time we all have a long <laughs> way to go yeah, well, yeah let's oh. do this man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: all right then thanks selina again for the sharing session and also information. Yeah, if you guys want to check her Instagram profile, we'll link it down below. Selena Estrada, thank you.
0: See you guys in the next episode. Bye bye.
2: Hi everyone, thank
1: bye. you. Bye.
2: It's been times when I thought about giving up, but I never did.